Six things that Satan wants for your life. How many of you realize that Satan wants to kill, he wants to steal, he wants to destroy everything that God has given you? He cannot really take what God has given you, but he can make you think that he can. And that's exactly what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to do that all your life, especially if you make a move to go forward in your life. I had somebody telling me today that, that uh, his wife was trying to quit smoking because it was the money that they could save on, sm- on cigarettes that they wanted, to, they wanted to bring back into their finances. And it is so difficult for her to quit smoking. We should never tell anybody, if you don't quit smoking, you know, if you don't quit smoking, God's not going to, you know, God's not going to be able to bless you. God's, that has nothing to do with it, folks. Don't you ever tell somebody that because they smoke that God doesn't love them or God can't bless them. But what this, what this couple's trying to do is save their money. There's a better way to spend your money than cigarettes. Amen? Can I get an amen? Okay, thank you very much. The devil wants to kill, to steal, and destroy what he's given you. So he's going to put everything in your path to do that. I mean, Gene and I can attest to this. It started two or three years ago. Things just, just, I mean, things just kept coming right in front of us, just kept blocking us, kept blocking our finances, kept, I mean, it was just one thing after the other. One thing after the other. I mean, it was just, it was like, what are we doing wrong? Why is God doing this to us? That's the first thing I thought, God, why am I, what am I doing to make this happen to me? Anybody else in here ever thought that? God, what am I doing? It feels like the wrath of God is coming down upon me. And that's the devil lying to me because the wrath of God has already been satisfied by Jesus on the cross. Listen, the wrath of God does not come come upon born-again believers. But the devil will try to kill, to steal, and to destroy everything that God has, that the whole plan that God has for you. So let's try and get through this. The number one thing that the devil's going to try and do is get you to doubt God. He's going to try to get you to doubt everything that God has for you. He's going to get you to try and doubt God's word. Some of us have been taught for years that this part of the word doesn't matter anymore. This part of the word doesn't count anymore. This part of the word, part of the New Testament is not really for you. Part, I mean, we have been taught all kinds of things. And it brings doubt into, into our minds of, you know, really, what do I believe? What, what really has, man, what's really, what really is God saying in his word when, listen, when somebody comes up here and sitting, standing up on stage and he starts bringing doubt or she starts bringing doubt to you about God's word, you need to stop listening, amen? amen. I heard a sermon the other day that it really does matter where you go to church. I thought, what kind of sermon is that? I thought, well, well wait a minute, that is true. Because you see, God sends you to a particular place. Now, whether you go or not is up to you. Because some people will say, well, I don't like the chairs. I don't like the, I don't like the music. The music's too loud. The floor's too gray. The walls are too green. It looks like there are a big army in here. It looks like, it looks like this, this is just a crazy looking place. Or this is too, uh, this is too traditional. The carpet's too red. Uh, on and on and on. The, the music's not loud enough for me. All that stuff 
will hinder you from really going to the church that you really need to be going to. The devil doesn't want you to go to the church that God sent you to. And the number one thing he will tell you is you don't need to serve in that place. You don't need to do anything in that place. You don't need to talk to anybody. Get out just as soon as the pastor's done. Get out, run. Don't talk to anybody. Sadly enough, I see some of you doing it. The devil is talking to you. Fellowship is the number one thing that you need. Don't look at me like that, y'all. Come on. Fellowship, you need to fellowship with other believers. Listen, if you signed up for a class, you go to it. Don't give me no, this is just Pastor Pawpaw talking to you. If you sign up for things, you go to what you sign up for. You know, when you don't do things, it makes you look kind of flaky. This is just one of those hard, hard things, isn't it? You guys are looking at me like, how long is this going to last? We're just on number one. <laughs> Doubt God. You know, in John 20, Thomas doubted Jesus. He stood in front of him and he doubted Jesus himself. And Jesus had to tell him, would you start believing and quit doubting? You know, I don't know how many times God tells me, would you, would you, just, would you just stop doubting and start believing? Just stop I've had one thing after the other. Guys, I'm telling you what, I had one transmission go out of one truck and a transmission go out of another the week after. $5,000 a shot. Y'all need to feel sorry for me. (laughs) You guys could care less, could you? I just, you know... I just think about that. I think, what am I going to, you know, I just think, I just thank God that he's given me the money to pay for those things and not go into debt. Instead of griping about what, what wrong is, man, I am so thankful that God's given me the finances to pay for these things and move on. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you folks, it hurts. My wife just said it hurts and it almost makes you doubt what God has for you. When you watch your money being going out the window, going in your transmission, going here, going there, you go, whoa, God, what have you got for me? I'll tell you what it should be. Look what God's done for me. Man, I can pay this stuff and I'm not going into debt. Amen. God wants us to prosper, doesn't he? I mean, God wants us to prosper. Number two, oh my goodness, the devil wants you to live in fear. Look at 2 Timothy 1.7. I think he'll bring this up on the screen. What does that say? Bring it up here yet? Uh, Ethan's living in fear right now. <laughs> Not really, Ethan. First, what did I say? 2 Timothy 1.7. There it is. Thank you, Ethan. You're awesome. For God has not given... You know this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of sound mind. Oh, I like this. Fear is not the absence of faith. It is the misplacement of it. The devil wants you to have faith in everything but God's Word. He wants you to have faith in your job more than the God's Word. He wants you to have more faith in everything in the world 
He wants you to have more faith in who's going to be elected on November 8th than God's Word. How many of you are scared more than anything on who is going to be elected this year as president? Come on, be truthful with me. Come on, come on, come on. God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? Some of you are just, nope, not going to raise my hand. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Man, it just, people have actually stopped spending money. They are sitting back waiting to see who's, be, who's going to be elected November 8th. It's just bringing fear. It's just bringing, you know, the stuff you watch on TV. Remember that guy that I told you that I gave him a ride from Missouri to Oklahoma and he was a Mennonite? Do you remember what was, what was really outstanding on that? Is he can't vote for anybody. Now, whether you believe in that or not, it's up to you, but he couldn't vote because they don't have any television. They don't know anything about who they're voting for, so they don't vote. I don't, I'm not really sure what I know about either one of them. I'm not really sure what I know is even true. Well, we really have to, you know what? We really need to listen to the Spirit of God in November, don't we? He doesn't want us to live in fear. Number three, He doesn't want you to feel insecure. We have any insecure people in here? God doesn't want you to feel insecure. Don't let the devil tell you that you are unloved or not good enough. Man, there's people in here right now that have just been, you know, the devil's been beating up on you for so long because he's telling you that nobody loves you. You're not good enough in whatever you do. Everything you do, you mess up. Every relationship that you have, all you do is mess that up. The devil's been telling you that you are just no good, that you're not going to move ahead in life. Let me tell you that he has been lying to you for so long. He wants you to remain in that insecure mode because he knows that if you remain in that insecure mode that you are not going to move ahead in life. Insecurity is not from God. Let me tell you right now. If you've been listening to those things, those voices in your head that the that you are not good enough, that you can't, that you're, that you're never going to be able to move ahead in your finances, that is not God. Are you listening this morning? Man, let the Spirit of God move in your mind and in your heart this morning that that is not, God is not going to condemn you. Listen, God is not going to tell you that you're, that you're some low down, sorry son of a gun that can't do anything right. Man, who, who, am, I talking, who am I talking to this morning? That you can't, that, that nothing's, that you just, you, you, you might have gone back to school, you might have, uh, uh, you might have a new job, and the, and the devil is just telling you it's not going to work out, it's not going to, listen, that is not God, you need to stop listening to those voices right now, in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to everybody in here, I'm speaking to myself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number four. The devil wants you to skip church. He does. He wants you to skip church. When I started this, when we started this church, it's been nine years now. Started in Claremore. A little bitty 
little bitty room on day's end. I'm telling you, within two months, I do really believe once we moved here to Wausau, all the crazy Christians came to this church. <laughs> really, I think so. I had them, we had them come in here, and, and as long as we let them do something, they stayed. As long as, if I had to reprimand somebody, they got mad and left. You know, because I just wouldn't let everybody up on, I wouldn't let anybody up on stage. Anybody that said they could, I just, I just wouldn't do it. I have to know those people before I would actually let them stand up here and say anything in front of you. I even had one guy that decided to go off on his own and he was baptizing women in the bathtub. What, you guys, you guys heard of this or what? You're looking at me like, oh yeah, I heard about that. He was baptizing, he was filling up the bathtub and baptizing just women only. I made sure that, that AWF Church was not on the list of anything that he was doing. I've had people leave here and say, I, I'm going to go to another church, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. If I didn't feel they were ready, I did not endorse where they went. I've, had, I've made so many people mad at me because I would just not say, yeah, just go ahead, just go ahead and take them, they're ready for it, because if they're not ready for it, I'm not sending them. I'm not. If you're not ready to go out there, they will eat you alive in ministry. Man, they will just eat you alive. And I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm just here to tell you that if you're not ready for ministry, I will not send you. I will not, I will not just send you out there among all those wolves because they will just eat you up. So you can get mad at me. You can tell me how mean I am. It won't be the first time. Amen. Then I've had people that say, I don't have to go to church anymore. I'll just start my own at my house. This is the stuff that really gets weird, folks. This is even making me sweat. Listen, if you don't want to go to church, if you don't want to fellowship, there's something wrong. Thank you. If you think that you have to have church at your house and nowhere else, there's something wrong. Because church is about fellowshipping with each other. It's about learning. I'm telling you, every time I see a, a church open up in a home and they're not ready to do that, it just is a disaster. It's a disaster. For some reason, people think that just because they can speak good, they look good, they can, just, they can talk good, they can start a church and they can do any... If you are not called to start a church, you do not start a church. If you are not called to pastor, you do not pastor. I can promise you it's not the easiest job in the world, like some people think it is. He wants you to go to, God wants you to go to church to learn, to find out who you are in Christ, and then you can be sent out because that's what church is for. There are a lot of crazy Christians out there. Amen? Granolas. Is that what you call them? Nuts, fruits, and flakes. We do not send nuts, fruits, and flakes out of this place. In this town, there have been, there have been people that have just... Pastors that have just tore families up. Churches that have just 
ruin people's lives because when people get into that situation and the pastor leaves with the, with the music director or the pastor has an affair with somebody in church or, or something else like that happens, it tears families up. Who do you think is the author of that? Huh? You see, pastors are just human. And it's really important to pray for your pastor, amen? Because guess what? Wherever his weakness is, is what the devil is going to attack. Wherever his weakness is, is where the devil is going to come and get him. Just like you. But if he gets the pastor first, he'll get you too. There are more people in here than aren't that have been hurt by something else, somewhere else, some other church that happened. There are more people in here that have been hurt that way and it has kept them from moving forward. Those of us who have been hurt so bad that we're afraid to give. Those of us who have been hurt so bad that we're afraid to serve. Those of us have been hurt so bad that we're afraid to do anything in church because we don't want to get involved because if the same thing happens again, you don't want to be a part of it. Don't you ever, ever, listen, don't you ever let the devil get a hold of you like that. You see, don't do me a favor, okay? Don't blame me for what your other pastor did. Don't blame your church. Don't blame this church for what your other church did because this is not the same church and I am not that pastor. And do not expect me to do those same things. Pray for me that all those things stay away from me because I am human. Just like you are. Number five, we're almost done. Number five is to be led astray. Satan wants you so much to be led astray to go down the wrong path. Let's read this scripture too. Uh, let me see where it is. Matthew 7, 15. Listen, listen to this. Matthew 7, 15. You put that up for me, Ethan. Be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Kind of talked a little bit about that a while ago. If somebody's trying to hold a church somewhere and doesn't invite everybody in, there's generally a problem. Listen to me now. If it becomes more of a closed society, it's going to be, there's going to be problems occur from that. If somebody looks good, sounds good, I mean, boy, just, 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 looks, just looks better than old Pastor Mark up here on stage and doesn't have that oaky accent and said, man, I'm going to go listen to that guy. I'm going to go listen to that girl. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful what they say. Man, there is some weird stuff going on out there, folks. Weird, weird stuff. Listen. There's so many people in here, there's not so many, but there's some people in here that would love to start a ministry of your own. Can I give you a little bit of advice? Don't do it! If God's not called you to it, don't do it. Just because you want to look good, just because you want people at your house, just because you want to get up and speak is not a good reason. Let us straight. We tend to, as humans, like to be attracted to those who look good, who sound good. Listen, everybody who's on TV is not called by God. Everybody who's on the radio is not called by God. 
Many people are led astray by those kind of people because they sound good. The message sounds good. It makes me feel good. How many of you realize that sometimes, sometimes the word of God does not make you feel good? It does not make your flesh feel good. It makes you think sometimes, wow, that really, wow, that, wow, I really need to, yeah, I really need to change some things. That is true. Sometimes we just got to get, let go of that pride and let the word of God speak. Amen. Man, I don't know how many times I've been through that. If you want your own ministry, if you want to, if you want a small groups, uh, one of the small groups or things like that, if you want to teach, you have got to be faithful in your own church. If you are not faithful in your, let me ask you something. If somebody has messed up finances, do you want to know how to financially prosper through that person's teaching? Three of you don't. If you don't have you can't teach what you don't have. And if you are not being faithful to your church, if you, are not, if you are not giving to your church, if you are not serving in your church, don't expect for people to come towards you and want your help spiritually because you can't help them. You guys still love me? You're looking at me like, oh my gosh. Come on now. Everybody say, I love you, Pastor Mark. Okay, let's do the last, last one. Number six, he wants you to fail. He wants you to fail in everything that you do. Just a little story for myself. I told you a while ago, Gina and I have gone through, and none of you probably even know it until right now, unless I've told you. Gina and I have gone through some financial woes in the past six months that just blows us away. We have had $57,000 just leave, float away, like woo, in home repairs, in other things. And, I, and you know, I told Gene, I said, if it was three years ago, I would have blown up, I would have quit, I would have done everything but what I'm doing now. The devil is trying to knock me off the very direction that I need to be going. And my biggest weakness is, guess what? Money. I have been geared for so long to make money. My dad taught me at nine years old how to work. So I have just been geared for so long. I've got to have so much. I've got to have so much in the bank. I've got to have so much in my checking account. I've got to be able to, I've got to, be able to do this. I've got to be able to do that. And the devil said, I know exactly how I'm going to get you. And he has been trying and trying and trying for so long. And I told Gina yesterday, this, this is over. I've had enough of this. I've had enough of it. Somebody in here needs to say the same thing. Yours may be more, yours may be less. It doesn't really the amount of money that I'm talking about. The devil may be in your finances that you're just, you're just, you have had enough. And it's time for you to take a stand and say, no more. Amen. No, more. no more. You can't seem to get ahead. Your money just seems to be flying out the window. 
it's time to say no more. No more. Because the devil can't take what God has given me. He may try, but he's not. He is not going to take it. I want to say the same thing to you this morning. We need to stand up. And we need to say, we need to boldly say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's exactly who I am. Those six things that the devil wants from you, those six things that the devil wants for your life, we don't need to let him take it. You find you a group of people that you can get around, that can pray with you, that understand what you're going through, that may be going through the same thing. You pray together and you really find out your strengths and who you are in Christ. Don't get around the people that are just the same way, that they just, they just are griping and complaining and griping about people. Don't get around people. If you've got a gossip problem, don't get around people that gossip. Don't get around people that are talking about other people. Stay away from those things. Stay away from that kind of talk because that gets us in the same mode and just brings us farther and farther down. That's the devil talking, folks. It's the devil talking. Amen. Let me leave you with this. Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 says, We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. So when you feel like you're going to lose, take heart because Christ has already won. The only battle that you are fighting this morning is the battle in your mind. The spiritual battle, folks, has already been won. The devil wants your mind. Carrie's talk about forgiveness and and letting things go that have happened over the past several years. Some people are still thinking about the things that have happened years ago and are still holding on to that. We've got to let that stuff go because the battle is in our mind. Amen. Stand up with me. Now, you know, as I read these six things and we went over these six things and I just, I just really sensed that I had to do this this morning. I think there's somebody in here that's saying, man, that number one or that number two or that number three thing, that's, what's, that's what has really kept me from moving forward. Let's bow our heads right now. It's really, nobody looking around. We don't do this a lot. Let's bow our heads right now and just... And just take a moment and let the Spirit of God speak to us. Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. Father, I pray as pastor of this church that, that your, spirit just, your Spirit is moving in this place and speaking to those that, 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 need, that need a new refreshing idea, that need a new refreshing in their finances. Father, we thank you. And Father, as we spoke about these things that the devil's trying to do to us, wherever that, whatever that, whatever that one is, or those, or those are, how many ever, how many ever they have thought, they have thought to themselves this morning, that is what the devil is trying to do to me. 
Father, we thank you that your spirit is moving in this place and, and chains are breaking free, chains are falling off. Chains are falling off the, the financial woes and, and, the, and the sickness and all the things that have been going on in people's lives. Father, we thank you that, that deliverance is taking place right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in this place. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you. Amen. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 All of those, all of those who have been lied to in the past years, even sitting in church and have been lied to, Father, we just break that right now in Jesus' name. Somebody in here this morning is saying, you know, but they've said that to me and it was in church. I gave to that church and it still, they still did, did what they did to me. I break that right now in Jesus' name. Break that right now in Jesus' name. Somebody in here is saying, you don't know what the pastor did. He tore that place up. He tore that place up. And the things that he did, he just... He made me so angry, and we break that right now in Jesus' name. Somebody in here hasn't been able to give for so long because something that happened in a church that you came from. They took the finances and, and did something with it you, that you didn't feel was, was appropriate. I break that right now in Jesus' name. Don't let the devil steal what belongs to you. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Amen. Come on. Oh man, this is one of those sermons that is so hard for me to stand up here and give, but it's one of those life-changing things if you will take it and listen and let the Spirit of God speak to you. Amen. Amen. You ready to get out of here like we always get out of here? If this is your first time here, this is always how we, this is always how we end a service. So if you just repeat after me, because we like saying who we are, don't we? How many of you just say this all through the week? Yep. How many of you find yourself doing this all through the week? <laughs> all right, one of you. Woo, boy, I'm doing really good. You guys need to remember this and just say it all through the week. I'm going to ask you that again next week. How many of you said it all through the week and all of you are going to raise your hand and say, yes, I've been doing that all week. Amen? Amen. All right, repeat after me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. 
I am a brand new creation in him. I have now approached the presence of God. With no condemnation of sin. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, what belongs to him? Now give me a shout one more time. 